Welcome to Hope Sabbath School, an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. Are you being blessed by this series, Exploring Ephesians? Today, Christ-shaped lives and spirit-inspired speech. I'm excited. It's a powerful study. I'm glad you joined us. And welcome to the team. Good to be together again. Got some new faces and some Mm -hmm. longtime faces. And I'm excited today because Brittany is going to be leading our study. Brittany, we're looking forward to a great study today. We also want to welcome some remote team members joining us. Let's see who's joining us today. Rodney, good to see you again, Rodney. Glad you're here. And Leah, Good to see you, too. It's always wonderful to have our team members with us. Someone wrote, said, I love the way their picture zooms up on the Mm -hmm. screen. We're always happy to hear from you, our Hope Sabbath School members around the world. And, uh, you know, even when we sing the song, we're listening to hear your voices, too. Marge Mm -hmm. writes to us from California here in the United States. Blessed day, brothers and sisters in Christ. Give her a wave. (laughs) Thanks, Marge. She says, I've written in the past, and I was so happy when you read my email on the air. Well, let me just tell you, folks, I can only read your email if you send one to me. Okay? So thanks for writing. She says, I've been watching since the fall of 2022, and it's blessed me abundantly. Amen. Thank you for your in-depth, interactive Bible study. And I love the scripture songs. What a great way to hide God's word in our hearts. God bless you all. Well, Marge, we're glad you wrote again and glad you're part of our Hope Sabbath School family there in California. Festin writes, Festin, thanks for writing from Malawi, and says, I praise and thank God the Father for the Bible lessons shared on this platform. They make me feel stronger spiritually. Amen. And I am not lost. Isn't that beautiful? Continue doing the work of the Lord. Well, Festin, thanks for writing to us from the beautiful country of Malawi. Here's a little handwritten note from a couple in Arizona in the United States. Hello, Hope Sabbath School. Hi. We watch Hope Sabbath School every Friday evening. It is part of our opening of Sabbath time. Thanks for the quality Bible study and a gift of $35 to support Hope Sabbath School. You know, really, we just want to thank each one of you, whether it's $35 or $10 or $1,000. We can all be part of this great miracle. We're a donor-supported ministry. So thank you, couple in Arizona. You know who you are. And thanks to each one of you. You can just go to hopetv.org slash hopess, click on that little yellow donate button, and we thank you for being part of the miracle. One last note from Delma on a YouTube channel. Now, I did a Google search on Delma. I'd love to hear, Delma, where you actually live, because uh, I think you live somewhere rather exotic, but I won't say until I hear back from you. But Delma writes and says, I'm looking forward to seeing Jesus face to face. Amen. Amen. In fact, she says, I hope he comes soon. Amen. Thanks, Hope Sabbath School team. You are so awesome and the Bible teaching is very clear. Amen. Keep up the good work. May God bless you as you minister to others through this program. Yes. I love your singing. Yes. (laughs) Especially Jason. With the enthusiastic singing, Jason, why don't you give Delma a wave there? And uh, we're glad that you can join us actually singing our theme song today. But before we do, I just want to remind you about that amazing gift we have for you for this series on exploring Ephesians. 
It's called Acts of the Apostles. There are about 40 chapters in that digital copy just on Paul's ministry, including his ministry at Ephesus and his writing of these prison letters, including the one to the Christians in Ephesus. You can get your copy. I just checked today. It's available in more than 20 different languages. Just go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess, click on the free gift tab in the middle of the screen, and you can get your free copy. You can choose whatever language you would prefer. You can even share digital copies with your friends. What a great opportunity to have an additional study resource for this series. So don't forget, Acts of the Apostles, great resource for this series on exploring Ephesians. But right now, we need you to help us with our theme song. It's actually a scripture song. The words were written by the Apostle Paul (laughs) under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. My wife just put a tune to them so we could memorize it together from Ephesians 4, verses 1 to 3. Paul writes and he says, I therefore beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. Let's sing it together. have to say that you sounded great, but can you imagine people in 200 countries singing along with us? Maybe someone walking along the streets there in Nairobi, Kenya, singing, Walk Worthy of the Calling, in which you were called. What a beautiful testimony. Brittany, I'm looking forward to this study as you lead us in prayer. Sure, let's pray together. 
Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you so much for knowing you. We thank you for the privilege and honor to know you as our personal father and friend. And we thank you so much, Jesus, for coming to this earth and dying for us so that we have hope of a new life in you. And we just pray that as we study about your transformation that you want to do in each Mm. one of our lives, that you would not only transform us here today, but all who listen and study along with us, Lord, that our lives would be transformed and that we would go out and share the good news with others. In your precious name we pray, dear Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, have any of you ever seen a caterpillar turn into a butterfly? Something that I've seen a couple of times, usually in a video you see the whole process, but I've, yeah. I've seen a lot of caterpillars crawling around and then I've also saved one in a little jar when I was young and gave it food to eat and then watched it make its little cocoon and then the chrysalis and then eventually it came out and was this beautiful butterfly and you watch it flapping its wings it's, as it's pumping power and, and uh, fluid into it and then eventually it flies away. And as I was reflecting on this lesson, I was realizing that what transformation God wants us to do in our lives is a lot like that caterpillar to butterfly process. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about what does a caterpillar do? What is a caterpillar's job when it comes out of the egg? And all that a caterpillar does is eat. (laughs) If you look at a caterpillar, it changes from this tiny little worm and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and it's just eating all day long. And if you think about our own lives spiritually, we could be just living for self, right? We could just be taking in everything around us, consuming it, being materialistic and just getting plump and fat, spiritually speaking. Uh, But that's not where God wants us to stay, right? He wants to do a transformation in our lives. And that butterfly, when it comes out of the cocoon and, and it starts flying around, yeah. what is the job of the butterfly? It actually becomes a pollinator. Yeah. And it goes from flower to flower. And yeah. as it's drinking the nectar, it's getting pollen on its legs and its wings. And then it lands on another flower and it spreads the pollen and it's causing fruit to grow and all of the things that we enjoy to eat. Yes. And that's the spiritual experience that God wants us to have. We're not living for self. Now we're spreading the good news everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. And that little illustration of a caterpillar to a butterfly, I think is going to help us understand the spiritual process that God wants to bring about in each of our lives today. Mm -hmm. And so let's read in Ephesians as we begin our study together. We're in Ephesians chapter four today, and we're going to talk about putting off the old as we get started in our lesson today. Ephesians chapter four, verses 17 through 19. And I'm going to ask Puya to start us off with that verse, please. Sure, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 to 19. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk, in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God, because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanness with greediness. 
Thank you, Puya. We're going to look at one more verse, and then we're going to discuss a question about um, what we can learn from these verses on how Paul describes our human experience before we come to surrender our lives to Christ. So, kind of like that caterpillar before it becomes a butterfly.、Um, we're going to look at Ephesians chapter two and verses one through three, and I'm going to ask Kylinda to read that for us. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. And you, he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. Thank you, Kylinda. So, team, I want to hear from you. What do you think、uh, we've just learned from those two scriptures? Paul is writing to the Ephesians,、um, and he's describing our experience before we know Christ. What are some of the words he used? What are some of the descriptions he used to describe what we're like before we make that full surrender? Harold. Well,、uh, there was one thing in particular that I want to highlight. But to answer that, your question, well, we were. Under the fertility of our minds, we just follow our own desires, our own evil desires, just to satisfy what we want, and very selfish. But actually, I wanted to highlight the other part、uh, in verse 18, where it says, "Because of the ignorance that is in them, due to the hardness of their heart." And that hardness of heart could come in many ways. It could also be the way it was presented to them. The way we present Christ, we can harden a person.、Mm-hmm. It's true that we still have the free choice. But to choose whatever, but also we need to be careful how we present, and many times that can even harden us.、Mm. So we're seeing some key words: hardness of heart, ignorance of mind. Puya, please what, share. What stood out for me was where Paul described that、um, being alienated from the life of God.、Mm-hmm. Uh, our life before surrendering to Christ is is being separated from God. I think that's. That would be what stood out for me, for me from here.、Mm-hmm. So hardness of heart, separation from God, Jason. So what stood out to me? There's one or two words that are encouraging, but almost all of this is pretty <laughs> dark and discouraging. Literally, the words "dark" and "dead" are there. So it's it's not a good place to be in.、Mm-hmm. Mm. That's so true. Yeah, it's not a place we want to live in、uh, for the rest of our lives, Samuel. And I think when I look at all of these verses, what comes to my mind is that. They are being controlled by their desires.、Mm-hmm. They do not control their desires. They are being controlled、mm-hmm. by their desires,、mm-hmm. which leads them to do all of these evil things.、Mm-hmm. So no self-control at、mm-hmm. all.、Um, yeah. Just following whatever pleasure comes their way.、Yeah. Rodney, please share with us. Yes, the words being used here are very carnal. It sounds like、um, terms like were by nature children of wrath. Or lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of our flesh. So, the description before we come to Christ is one that is extremely carnal.、Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, Brittany, I like what Harold said too, though, because it's easy to sit in condemnation,、yeah. but actually, nobody ever told them that there was a creator or meaning in life, and so. The philosophy "eat, drink, and be merry; tomorrow we die" is about all we have to work with.、Yep. So、uh, I like the fact that we don't judge them.、Mm-hmm. Some、yeah. may know better,、yeah. but some, for whatever reason, 
um, they just don't know, which is why he's an apostle to those Gentiles. That's yep. right, and why we have a mission today. Sure. Well, we're going to continue on in our study. We're going to look at Psalm chapter 1 and verse 1 because we see that there's kind of a path that a person can take that leads us into sin. We're all tempted by sin. Uh, it's all around us every day. There's temptation, but there's kind of this um, pathway that leads to uh, being kind of trapped in sin. And we're going to look at Psalm chapter 1 and verse 1. And I'm going to ask Leah to read that for us. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. Psalms chapter 1 verse 1 reads, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. Thank, thank you, Leah. So we see this progression. First, they're just listening, and then they're standing, and then they're sitting. Um, and so that's something that happens in our own lives too, right? We might just hear something or see something or think about something, and then we think, oh, maybe I'll spend a little bit more time with whatever that is. And we start, you know, engaging in conversation. And then eventually we find ourselves sitting in whatever that sin or circumstance is um, instead of running away from it. Uh, and that's something that the Bible points out and something we see in our own lives. Mm -hmm. But now as a team, I'd like us to reflect on any people that stand out in Scripture that we see this kind of downward progression in their lives. They start out just entertaining the idea and then uh, they start thinking about it more and more and then they actually act upon that temptation. Kailinda, I saw that you have someone that you'd like to share about. I was thinking about the first king of Israel, um, King Saul. So at first he's anointed by God, but very early on in his rule, there's a story, I think, in 1 Samuel 13, where he's supposed to wait for a priest to come to say a prayer, to give a sacrifice, and he decides to go against God's command mm -hmm. and give the sacrifice himself. And maybe he thinks, oh, I'm the king, I, I can have this authority, or he thinks, oh, I'm tired of waiting for God, but he goes ahead and does mm -hmm. this. And instead of you know, asking truly for forgiveness, we see that just chapters later, he actually orders the murder of priests who help someone that he deems as an enemy. Mm -hmm. So he goes from taking the job of a priest all the way to, you know, killing mm -hmm. uh, different people. And so I saw this as a tragic case of someone who, you know, doesn't turn around and ask for forgiveness, but kind of goes down this dark path. Mm -hmm. Thank yeah. you for that example, Kailinda. Hopefully we don't follow in his footsteps. Mm -hmm. right. um, Samuel, you had someone you wanted to mention as well? Sure. Uh, I, I think of this lesser-known character in the Bible in the Old Testament. He's Achan. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. he goes to Jericho. God tells, don't take any of the spoils, but he takes it. And the Bible describes it as, you know, first he saw, he coveted, mm -hmm. he took, and then he hid in his house. So there is the progress of, you know, from seeing to coveting to taking and then hiding it. So Yeah, mm -hmm. a great example. Thank you for sharing, mm -hmm. Samuel. Um, go I ahead, share with us, Sky. I think an example that comes closer to sort of our experience with walking in sin is sort of when you come to like uh, the story of Nicodemus, right? Mm -hmm. He does believe in Jesus and he wants to follow him, but he can't give up his old life mm -hmm. and he, he never fully makes the commitment. And it's sort of one of those less extreme examples, but you see like you follow the same fate where it's saying if you choose to walk with sinners and to join, you know, mockers, right? 
it's going to take you down the same path as someone who's, you know, worse than you or doesn't believe in Jesus. Mm -hmm. So that's something we need to be aware of. Uh, it's not just someone who has no idea mm -hmm. about who God is, but even those of us who know God, um, we can be, we can find ourselves trapped in sin at times. And, and yet the, the one that Sky mentioned, Nicodemus, he does eventually turn. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's interesting, as, as Sky mentioned, about, you know, coming by night when no mm -hmm. one's watching, that the, even later in John's Gospel, he's referred to as the one who came to Jesus by night. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but we can change yes. because he speaks before the Sanhedrin, mm -hmm. says, do you accuse a person without hearing? Mm -hmm. and, and he, when everyone else is running away, goes to care for the body of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we can change, but... Uh, Maybe the default setting, this is the old person, right? Yes. It is, is maybe not to go the best way. Mm -hmm. mm. That's right. Thank you, Derek. Rodney, I think you have someone you wanted to share with us. The example that comes to mind, Brittany, of uh, someone in the Bible that has been on this downward spiral uh, is Lot. Mm. You know, Lot was um, Abram's nephew, and there was a point in time when they were both living together. They got so wealthy that Lot's herdsmen and Abram's herdsmen, they were having um, strife because of the limited um, space that they had because of all of the possessions that they had. And Abram approached Lot and said, Lot, um, we, we can't live like, we're we are brothers and, uh, you know, we're family. We can't live like this. And so Abram asked Lot, do you want to go to the left? Do you go to the left? I will go to the right. So instead of Lot, you know, uh, reciprocating the, the request that says, Abram, no, you choose. He was, as you know, Samuel's example with Achan saw, um, Lot, the Bible said Lot lifted up his eyes and he saw the plains, how beautiful and fertile they were. And he said he will go there, which was that spe specific spot was near to Sodom. Mm -hmm. And so the Bible said that he moved um, in that direction near to Sodom. And they, the net of the story in Genesis is that he ended up in Sodom mm -hmm. and he was actually captured as a result of being in Sodom. The Bible goes on to talk to the fact that in his family, Sodom actually existed, meaning his family started to depict the, the, the lewdness of what happened in, in Sodom. So here's another example of, of Lot who should have known better, but did otherwise. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that example, Rodney, because he did know God. He was with Abraham. He was following God's leading, but then he started to go his own way. And slowly but surely, um, it ended up in losing some of his family members. I remember at the end of the story, angels come to deliver them out of Sodom and his wife and some of his children choose to, to remain in that kind of lifestyle where only he and two of his younger daughters are saved. So we have to consider our lives and how we're living them because our families and those around us can be impacted. That's right. That's right. Well, as we continue in our study today, we want to look at how we may try in so many different ways to change our old life. Uh, but the scripture makes it clear that we are not able uh, to change our old life. We're not able to get out of being a caterpillar and become a butterfly, right? In thinking of yeah. the the creation and the things that God has made the same way we can't change ourselves spiritually. And so let's look at a couple verses that explain that to us. And then we'll, we'll look at the hope that we have. Um, so let's go to Romans chapter seven, verses 14 through 25. And I'm going to ask Stephanie to read that for us. Romans seven, verses 14 through 25. And I'll be reading from the new King James version. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. 
For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. If then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that it is good. But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, nothing good dwells, for to will is present with me. But how to perform what is good, I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Now if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it but sin that dwells in me. I find then a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, Who will deliver me from the body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Thank you, Stephanie. We're going to look at one more verse and then we're going to discuss those two verses together. Let's look at the next chapter in Romans chapter 8 in verses 2 through 3. And I'm going to ask Balika to read that for us. Romans 8 verses 2 through 3. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his son, his own son, in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. Thank you, Lalika. So team, what do you think? Why is it impossible for us to change from our old nature to a new nature? What did we just learn from the scriptures? In our own strength, you're saying, Yes, Brittany. in our own yes. strength. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, Samuel. I think uh, what this shows is that more than the willingness that we have, the power or the tendency that we have towards sin is stronger than the willingness that we possess. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, um, we inherit natural tendencies to mm-hmm. sin, which if unaided by the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. we eventually will end up doing evil. Mm-hmm. And that is the reason why, you know, we cannot put this off by our own strength. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Samuel. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, would you like to add to that? Yes, I see here Paul said, um, evil, I find evil in myself. Mm-hmm. I would compare sin like a cancer. Mm-hmm. inside our body where we cannot remove it on our own. We need help from a physician, a surgeon, mm-hmm. to surgically maybe remove the cancer cells. In the same way, we need God to remove sin from us and help us overcome that evil tendencies. And without God, 
as you mentioned, it is impossible. It's like the cancer cells growing inside of us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Puya and Samuel. Jason, would you like to add to that as well? Yeah, and talking about inherited tendencies, a lot of us come from families where there may have been generations passed down of certain practices or problems. You see this even in the Bible, and mm -hmm. we may have it today. And so those tendencies, we can't overcome them in our own strength. That's That could be centuries of negative experience, and there's only one way that that can be undone. Mm -hmm. Thank you all. Mm -hmm. Now we want to look at the good news. We want to look at the hope that we have mm -hmm. of overcoming our sinful self and becoming a new creation. So let's go to a couple verses that talk about that. The first one we're going to look at is back in Ephesians chapter 4. We're looking at verses 20 through 24. And I'm going to ask Sky to read that for us. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Amen. Thank you so much, Sky. We're going to look at one more verse and then we'll talk about how this happens in our lives. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. And I'm going to ask Leah to read that for us. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 in the English Standard Version reads, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Thank Amen. you, Leah. What wonderful hope do you find in these two passages? There's many others that we could look at, but from these two small passages, what do we learn about what God wants to do in our lives? I'm smiling, Brittany, because we were dead in our trespasses and sins when Christ died for us mm -hmm. and offered us the gift of eternal life. If we had to get all of this figured out in order to come to him, Mm. We'd never come, mm. no. but he invites us to come just by an invitation of grace. Mm -hmm. And then this incredible miracle, mm -hmm. this That's new right. creation experience, which is also a gift of grace. That's mm -hmm. right. Thank mm. you, Derek. Harold? Well, I see Christ like that. Uh, I think it's called a, a light tower uh, that both needs to look at. Lighthouse? lighthouse? Lighthouse, yeah. Yeah, Jesus is like that lighthouse where you know, we are like in darkness and in turbulent waters and we don't have any sense of direction. We don't have any sense of, of understanding of anything. But all that Jesus calls us to do is look at the lighthouse. I am, once you reach there, you'll find safety. Mm -hmm. And that's what we need. And that's how we will actually experience a new creation, experience warmth, experience love, experience safety or security mm -hmm. and, and have identity and know who we are mm -hmm. once we reach there. So... I mean, that, that's like the wonderful message about the gospel. Mm -hmm. Even Paul says in uh, Hebrews that Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, we need to focus on him. That, that's the key. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, focusing on Christ. Christ is the one who resurrects us from being dead to being alive. Puya, please share with us. Yes, uh, from what we just read in Ephesians 4, Paul said in verse 20, you have not so learned Christ. Uh, indeed, you have heard him. It's like saying you did not only hear about Christ, but you heard him yourself. Mm. And that's the beginning point of the transformation. Mm. And back to my example of uh, like uh, needing a surgeon to remove cancer cells. Mm. 
Like it's not just about hearing that, oh, there's a doctor, there's a surgeon who can perform the surgery. But it's about meeting that doctor yourself, mm -hmm. telling you, hey, I'm going to perform the surgery on you if you allow me to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's the good news that no matter how uh, deep we may have been in sin, there is that person who can heal us, mm -hmm. resurrect us from our debt, uh, being dead in trespasses. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for that beautiful illustration. Yeah. Kailinda, did you want to add to that? Yes, and it's also from the Ephesians verse. Um, in, in verse 23, it says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And sometimes, for me personally, I might not even want to change. And it's not, it's not that I, I not only see that the sin is wrong, but deep within my heart, I actually don't want to step away from it, <laughs> right? Mm. And so then God says, like, don't worry. Like, I can even change, like, your inmost thoughts to have this desire to come to the physician and say, I, you know, I need help. Mm -hmm. And what a relief to know that even when I can't change and to read these verses that say, honestly, you can't, mm -hmm. God is there and says, I have it from, from the very beginning, from changing your thought all the way out through the surgery, the action. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you Praise so much, God. each one. Beautiful. And just reminder that the Holy Spirit's the one that's changing our thoughts, giving us that desire to change, giving us the desire to go to the physician and get the healing that we need. And uh, this physician doesn't have just a 50%, you know, <laughs> success rate. He has a 100% success Amen. rate, right, of, of removing that cancer of yes. sin from our lives and Amen. making us a new creation. Mm. Now, I want us to think about the early Christian church. There was a lot of people that encountered Jesus while he walked on this earth and he touched a lot of lives. Can you think of someone who met Jesus or maybe they met someone who preached about Jesus and their life was changed as a result? Um, they were one way and then after meeting Jesus, they went in a completely different direction. Mm. Jason. Well, one of the most obvious that comes to me is the one who wrote this book of Ephesians, <laughs> which is the Apostle Paul. He was literally like a terrorist killing Christians. And then he had an encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus and his entire life and the course of his life was changed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great, great example. Samuel. I also think of, uh, you know, a disciple of Jesus, John the Apostle. You know, scriptures tell us that uh, him and his brother, they were called as sons of thunder, mm -hmm. bringing down fire. But then <laughs> later he writes, you know, his epistle, and he's the one who talks the most about the love of God than anyone else. And so mm -hmm. it, the transformation there is just quite amazing. That's beautiful. Rodney. The example that came to mind, Brittany, is one in the Bible that is the same height as I am, very short. His name is Zacchaeus. <laughs> uh, Zacchaeus was a tax collector, um, and he was, as we know, the Bible says that he was a thief behind the scenes. But he heard about Jesus walking by, and he wanted to see who this Jesus was. So he went up in a sycamore tree, the Bible says, and Jesus was passing and looked up and saw Zacchaeus and called him down and said, essentially, I'm going home with you. And as a result of Jesus communing with not only Zacchaeus, but also his family members, they gave their hearts to him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful, uh, the continuation of that story is that he said, Lord, I'm going to repay those that I have done evil to, and I'm going to give to the poor. And you can just see that this meeting with Jesus changed his whole life mm -hmm. um, and made him a channel of blessing to those around him mm -hmm. as well. Um, there's so many people that we could spend time thinking about. And you know, Brittany... Um, I can relate to the size of Zacchaeus too, but uh, 
even when we're lost, mm -hmm. He knows our name. Mm -hmm. He doesn't look up and say, hey, you, in the Babylonian <laughs> garment, you know, mm. you wealthy tech. He says Zacchaeus. Mm. And I just think that that's such a beautiful revelation of the love of God mm -hmm. that actually he, he doesn't hate anybody. He loves all of his children. But, but Zacchaeus had a choice to come down out that's of the right. tree yeah. and, and take Jesus to his house. Yeah. The actions beyond that, the new creation, was evidence that Jesus had already changed his heart. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. But even before, Jesus knows our name. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great reminder for all of us. Now, turning back to the team, what about you today? Do any of you have a story of maybe how you were before you met Christ or before, before you made a complete surrender to him? Maybe you've heard about him, maybe you grew up knowing him, who he was, but then you chose to follow him for yourself and the transformation that happened in your own life. Would anyone like to share their own experience? Yes, Harold. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is um, I grew up in the church. My mom uh, taught me, but the problem that I had was I did not understand God. I, I always saw God as very hard. So I always thought that I had to uh, always please Him. Mm -hmm. And also the way I was presenting Christ was not the proper way. Um, I was very, it was very legalistic. So I was not even helping share the gospel <laughs> properly. But it wasn't until I understood God's love. So, so I'm in the church and I still had to be transformed. Ah. And it wasn't until I understood God's love that, there, you know, the change happened. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that it was 100%. Like, I'm still struggling because at times I get passionate and I, I present things like, oh, this is the right way. Like, no, no. God reminds me, hey, be patient. Mm -hmm. As I've been patient with you, I expect you to do that with, with others. Mm -hmm. So I thank God that, like, now I see, I try to see people the way God sees people versus in, in a loving way. Because before I saw God, as being harsh, mm -hmm. but now it's like, no, God is very patient and very loving. Let me also practice the same yeah. type of attitude mm -hmm. with other people. And it's amazing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Amen. Thank you so much, Harold. Um, and it, in our lesson, we see that this transformation, it's not just a one-time thing. Um, there might be a dramatic change like Paul had where he was Saul, you know, persecuting the Christians. He had an experience with Christ in that vision. And then he's like, oh, wow, I want to become one of those Christians. And now I want to share the gospel with the world. But it's not just a one-time choice that we make. Mm -hmm. um, we see in the scriptures, it's actually a daily decision to follow Christ, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that he's transforming us daily. It's not something that um, like with the caterpillars, you know, story, it's in this cocoon and then it pops out and it's a butterfly. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, we see a complete change. We sometimes have that dramatic experience in our lives, mm -hmm. but then it's a daily walk after that because God is constantly transforming us. Amen. And the rest of our lesson, we're going to be focusing on this growth in grace. Mm -hmm. How do we grow in grace in the knowledge of Jesus? And how does he transform our lives from now until we see him face to face? Amen. And so let's continue our study looking at this in Ephesians chapter 4 verses 25 through 29. I'm going to ask Jason to read that for us. The New King James Version says in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 25 through 29, Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole 
steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Mm-hmm. Wow, lots of beautiful <laughs> counsel here,、um, and it's showing us what happens after we've accepted Christ. Right?、Mm-hmm. This is not let me get myself right, let me make sure I say the right things and do、mm-hmm. the right things, and then God's、mm-hmm. going to accept me because He's、yes. this harsh God, like Harold thought <laughs>、yes. at one point.、Yes. But I have this loving Savior who、yes. has invited、right. me into His presence, and、yes. He's <laughs> changing me, like Kylinda said, in、yes. my thoughts and in my desires. And now my life is different. I don't talk the same way. I don't say the same things. I don't do the same things. Not because I'm trying to please God, but because He's changed me,、yep. um, and He is changing me.、Yep. And so, what are some of the specific things you saw Paul mention that change in our lives? What are some of the key words he used there? Yes, Samuel. I think there are two things that stand out here. Number one, he's like. You know, once you are speaking falsehood, but now you know you speak the truth.、Mm-hmm. Once you are stealing, but now you no longer steal, but you give to others who are in need. And so there is、mm-hmm. this 180 degree, you know, change、right. that、mm-hmm. comes about. And you know, we may not struggle with you know maybe speaking falsehoods or maybe stealing. We may be having other issues in our lives,、mm-hmm. but when we allow the Holy Spirit, He does the same change that He did for these people.、Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Samuel. What a great reminder. Sky, did you want to add to that? I also think that when it comes to our lives in Jesus, the way we act impacts others. We don't want to show an example that will make people harden their hearts against、mm-hmm. Jesus,、mm-hmm. and I think I definitely in my life. I mean, I'm in high school, right?、Mm-hmm. So I have to be careful to watch who I am, so that I can make sure that I impact others in a way that says that was that was a good experience. What is it about this person that makes them? You know, not lie. You know, not steal. Tell the tell the truth and and be kind to others in that in that way that Jesus does. You、mm-hmm. know, yeah. So our lives become a reflection.、Um, like Harold was talking about, we're going towards the light, and then Christ's light comes inside of us, and now people see Jesus in us, and and we can point them to the source, right?、Mm-hmm. Um, but if our life doesn't reflect Him. Then why would they want to know him, right?、Mm-hmm. So、um, as he changes us, we become this beacon of of light and love to those around us, which is beautiful.、Um, and this transformation that's happening. What about you in your own life?、Um, have you noticed things that that Jesus has changed in you? Maybe you were one way as a child, or a specific period in your life, and now the things that you used to do regularly or say regularly, you see, wow. I didn't realize, but I don't do that anymore. I don't even want to do that anymore.、Um, that's something that was a miracle that God did. Yes, Puya. For me, I would say、uh, surrendering my life to Christ gave me a sense of purpose and direction.、Mm. I grew up in a, a town in Myanmar, where、mm. there was a lot of drugs and alcohol, and a lot of my childhood friends. Started to use、uh, drugs and started drinking very early on in our teenage years,、mm-hmm. and I had to make a choice: Will I join some of my friends, many of my friends, in this lifestyle, or should I surrender my life to Christ? And most of my friends, unfortunately, chose、uh, to go down that path of using drugs and alcohol. 
but I made the decision at an early age to give my life to Christ. Amen. And it gave me a sense of direction, mm-hmm. you know, from okay. being, I guess, confused about what life is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. It gave me a meaning, purpose. And I've been a Christian, a follower of Christ for many years. I'm not perfect, but I, can, I, I have not regretted that decision of mm-hmm. surrendering my life to Jesus. Hey, beautiful. Thank you so much, Puya. Yes, Jason. Sure. So uh, when I was younger, I used to be very much afraid of other people and what other people thought. And mm-hmm. so if I knew that you liked Jesus, I would tell you, you know, I like Jesus. <laughs> but if I knew that you didn't, then I might be afraid to share, you know, about my spiritual experience. But as I've come to grow in my relationship with Christ, I've learned to be less afraid of other people and recognize really the only person whose relationship matters is God above and not be afraid to share my convictions, not be afraid to share the love, you know, that God has given me with other people. Mm. And that has been a process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So instead of fearful, now confident in Christ. Yes. And like Puya said, instead of lacking direction, just going with whatever people are doing now, having a purpose, yes. having a calling. Yes. Samuel, you wanted to share your experience as well? Sure. I mean, um, when I was probably 12 or 13 years old, um, I was using words and languages that I shouldn't have used. Mm. And this continued on for you know some weeks. But then God impressed upon me that I shouldn't do that. And you know, one day I said, God, you know, I'm sorry that I've been doing this and sorry to have hurt you. you know, please help me not to do those things again, not to use those words again. I have never used those words ever since Amen. that time. And so you know, it's amazing how God yeah. works. Yeah, when we ask him, he does that transforming work. Mm-hmm. Rodney, would you also like to share with us? I think for me, Brittany, um, I was born in the church and... Uh, I was always convinced about the love of God. And as I was transitioning into my later teenage years, I started to vary off the path willingly. Um, because again, we, we spoke about the desires of your heart. Um, and, and so by the time I got to around 23 years old, I would say, um, the Lord convicted me to come back on the path. But this time around, it was a little different, Brittany, Brittany because... I wanted to know a little bit more about who this Jesus was. Mm. And so what that caused me to do, um, the Holy Spirit just inspired me to get a little bit deeper into his word, specifically uh, the book of Revelation, because the first few words of the book of Revelation just just startled me. It said the revelation of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to know who this Jesus Christ really was. So I started digging a little bit deeper there to understand who is this master of the universe that we often talk about. And um, just like Puya, um, giving my heart to him at that age, again, at 23, was the best thing that I've ever done. Mm, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rodney. Mm. Thank you all for sharing your testimonies. Now, as we continue in our study, we're going to see that the Holy Spirit is at work, right? He's Mm -hmm. the one that's um, convicting us. And uh, the Bible talks about how he has emotions, right? Um, And Mm -hmm. talks about how there's something we can do. Mm -hmm. It's called grieving the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And we want to look at what does the scripture say about that? Um, How does that happen? Because I think most of us want to avoid that, right? Um, So let's go to Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 30 and find out uh, what that is all about. So Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 30, I'm going to ask Lalika to read that for us. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, 
by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean to grieve the Holy Spirit of God? Hmm. Um, yes, Harold. Well, I mean, for, like, if, you know, we, we had parents, especially parents who instruct us, hey, you know, do this and you'll be safe. But it grieves the parent when we deviate from the, that instruction because they don't want us I mean, especially responsible parents, caring parents, they don't want us to see suffering, experience pain. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we disobeyed and then we get hurt is it, very painful. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it with friends, actually. I've even cried over friends who they've known the truth and then they deviate. It's like, it hurts mm-hmm. because you want the best for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, dear. I think it comes back also to what Harold said about the fact that God loves us mm-hmm. with an immeasurable yeah. and unfailing love. Mm-hmm. So when we stop our ears and say, I don't want to listen to what the Spirit's saying. Mm -hmm. Mm. It's not like He's like angry with us. Mm -hmm. God God loves us. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit love us. Mm. But it it brings grief Mm -hmm. to God to see us. Plugging our ears. Yeah, and Mm. turning, we have an expression in English, to turn a deaf ear. Mm. It means Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear. And and God knows where that path will lead. Mm -hmm. And I believe that genuinely causes a deep sadness to God's heart. Mm -hmm. That's so true. And we're going to look at a couple more verses that talk about the Holy Spirit's work in our lives and why it's so important to listen to Him instead of to ignore Him. So let's skip down to some of those verses. Let's look at uh, John chapter 16, John 16, and we're going to look at verses 7 through 13. John chapter 16, verses 7 through 13. Leah, would you read that for us, please? John chapter 16, verses 7 through 13. 13, verses 7 through 13. In the English Standard Version, it reads, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. Thank you, Leah. So that's one verse we're going to compare and talk about, but we want to look at one more verse, and then we're going to talk about all the things that we see the Holy Spirit doing in our lives. So let's go to Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 and see one more thing that wasn't mentioned in this passage that the Holy Spirit is also doing in our lives, Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. And I'm going to ask Sky if she would read that for us. All right. Again, in the New Living Translation. Uh, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, Mm. and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Skye. So looking at these two passages of Scripture, what do we see that the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives, and what is His essential work to help us grow in grace? Yes, Jason. So I see kind of two different parts. I see in John 16, there's an internal work helping us understand the right path. And then in Acts, 
we're able to share that path with other people. That's the witnessing part. Mm -hmm. So an internal work and then an external work. Yes, Samuel. And I mean, I also see here in John 16 where he teaches us the truth. You know, mm -hmm. he teaches us, he counsels us, he guides us. But then in Acts, we read he gives us the power. Mm -hmm. So he not only tells mm -hmm. us what to do, he gives us power so we do mm -hmm. what he asks us to do. Mm -hmm. So power, teaching, uh, guiding in us internally so that we can share externally. Derek. I remember, uh, Brittany, as a youngster, thinking, if only Jesus was here. Mm -hmm. But Jesus said, I will send you another mm -hmm. comforter. Yep. And he's the first. Mm -hmm. He's the first comforter. He's called the advocate mm -hmm. in 1 John 2, but it's the same word. Mm -hmm. So I, in other words, he's saying, you need someone to walk by your side and I will come in the presence of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. of God. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's an incredible thought. Mm -hmm. Guidance, protection, we mm -hmm. need that too, mm -hmm. right? He's our defender. Uh, power, uh, dynamite power, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, everything we need. And of course, I think that's one reason why um, it grieves the Spirit so much mm -hmm. when we say, I'm okay, I can do this by myself. Mm -hmm. And the angels go, what are you saying? Mm -hmm. nope. He wants to be everything that we need yep. in this new creation life yes. mm -hmm. that He's given us by His grace. Mm -hmm. Yes. And going along with what you said, Pastor Derek, I love how in the Bible it says that when Jesus was getting ready to leave His disciples, He's like, I'm not going to leave you orphans, right? Mm -hmm. right? So it's like having a parent by your side, teaching you, helping you, loving you, showing you the right way to go. Um, that's kind of the all-encompassing work of the Holy Spirit. And it's Amen. just beautiful that God shows us who he is in that light. Well, in, as we continue in our study, um, we're going to look at some verses in 1 John that we can compare to Ephesians. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 31 and 32, and then we'll compare that in a moment with 1 John. So Ephesians 4, verses 31 and 32. And I'm going to ask Puya if you would read that for us. Sure. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version, Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So we see some more practical counsel um, that Paul is teaching us in Ephesians, right, about the Holy Spirit and the transformation, the growth and grace that happens. What are some thoughts that um, you discover from Ephesians? Yes, Puya. In verse 32, Paul said, be kind to one another, forgive mm -hmm. each other. You know, the call of Jesus, uh, following Jesus is not something that we can practice alone in the wilderness or in the forest mm -hmm. just by ourselves. It's, it always comes with a call to be in a community of believers where we share that love and grace that Christ offered to us to one another, mm -hmm. like forgiving each other, being kind mm -hmm. to one another. Mm -hmm. And I, I believe it, 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 takes, uh, it takes all of us to, to come together under Christ to experience this community of love. Right? Mm -hmm. So not only does God transform our lives, but He transforms others around us mm -hmm. as we come into community and He yeah. brings us into unity. Mm -hmm. That was one of the last prayers of Christ, right? That we would be yeah. one as yeah. He and the Father are one. Mm -hmm. um, and he's, he's bringing us together. And uh, the Bible also mentions that when we love one another as Christ loves us, people will know who He is, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so this transformation is not just for me, not just for you, but for us 
together collectively to show the world who Jesus is, right? Amen. And to bring people to him. And so this growth in grace is not just for me to be a better person, um, mm. but for us to be like Christ, right? To be a new creation. Mm. And what a beautiful work that God is doing in our lives. Well, as we wrap up our lesson together, let's look at one final passage in 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. And we can see how John, the disciple, um, is kind of saying some of the same things that Paul said as well. And just this change that happens in our lives. So 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. And I'm going to ask Samuel to read that for us. And I'll be reading from the New American Standard Bible. 1 John 3 and verses 1, 2, and 3. See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us that we would be called children of God, and such we are. For this reason the world does not know us because it did not know Him. But now we are children of God, and it has not appeared as yet what we will be. We, we, know, that we, uh, we know that when He appears, we will be like Him because we will see Him just as He is. And everyone who has this hope fixed on Him purifies Himself just as He is pure. Mm -hmm. What a beautiful promise to us, right? We are already children of God. Mm -hmm. We don't have to try to make ourselves children of God. Um, that new creation happens. We're adopted when we accept Jesus, right? And then He's purifying us. And one day, I love that uh, last part of the passage, we will see Him as He is mm -hmm. and we will be like, like Him. him. Yeah. And that's, Amazing. I can't imagine what that's going to be like. We're going to see Him and we're going to be like Him. Mm -hmm. um, um, and that's the hope that each one of us have. But we need to keep walking with the Spirit, right? We need to keep letting the Holy Spirit do that transforming work so that we can then go out and be a blessing to those around us. Would you pray for us, Pastor Derek, that God would do that amazing Amen. transformation, not in just our lives, but those around us? Thanks so much, Brittany. What a great study. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, thank you for this beautiful revelation, Christ-centered lives, Spirit-inspired speech, all because you've already saved us by your grace and you're transforming us by your spirit to the glory of your name. Lord, let it happen in each one of our lives, we pray and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thanks for joining us for Hope Sabbath School today. You say, Derek, I'm so glad it's all by God's grace. Otherwise, I'd be depressed. No, don't look at yourself, friend. Look to Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. New creation in him. Go out now and be a blessing to those around you.